is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Get your lineup set. It's time for start or sit. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We have got five AFC home games this week. We will preview them, and then we will also talk about Monday Night Football Miami at Carolina. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Whenever you're listening, whatever it is, welcome to Fantasy Football Today on Thursday. And it's Adam, Jamie, Dave, and Heath, who's ready to preview some games. That's what we're here for. That's what we do every week. So you're you're ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. Who's ready to talk about stashes? Heath, you ready to give us some of your stashes? I I will share my stashes with you. Okay, good. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some streamers at quarterback and tight end. I got a lot of injury updates for you, and we didn't get to the best and worst tight end playoff matchups yesterday. We will do that today and try to read some emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Also, you wouldn't believe one of our analysts has T.Y. Hilton in the top ten. The what? other, Yeah, the other two have T.Y. Hilton outside the top 24. So that's fun. Uh, all right, stashes. Let's get right down to business, Heath Cummings. Tell me who we should be stashing right now. I think the biggest question in the world of stashing is what do you do with the Cowboys' backup running backs? And there was some int- information that came out last night that may make this even more difficult because tomorrow is Veterans Day. I do not believe the courts are going to be open tomorrow, and that's what uh, several of the legal experts on Twitter were saying. So if we don't hear an answer on Ezekiel Elliott tonight— it could be next week before we hear anything about Ezekiel Elliott. You must hold on to Alfred Morris. Darren McFadden, Rod Smith, not quite as important. And I would hold on to Smith over McFadden. I could absolutely see dropping those guys, though. Uh, other interesting development, Corey Coleman is practicing. He's moved up my stash rankings. I think he could make a real impact. And I'd like him better if Josh Gordon doesn't come back. Yeah, well, so who would you rather stash, Coleman or Gordon? Coleman for sure, because I think Coleman could be back sooner. Why? Okay. Go, uh, Gordon's looking at week 13. Corey Coleman has only played two games, and he had a touchdown. One of them it was against Pittsburgh. He's also faced Baltimore. So uh, that's an interesting one. It's not a name we've talked about a lot. He's 20% owned, Corey Coleman. Why have I all of a sudden felt like stashing Josh Gordon? Dave, I feel like you you, you had really no um, no interest, and I didn't either. But now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just fresher, like he's talking. He seems like he's in a good place. I don't know. Tell me why. Get in my head, Dave. Why do I want to stash Josh Gordon? Why do you want to stash Josh Gordon? You're talking to the guy who doesn't want to stash Josh Gordon. Right. Yeah. So why? Like, what's wrong? Why with are me? you asking me? What's, this well, what's wrong with me? Diagnose. Because you're seeing him kind of come clean with all of the issues that he had in the past, and he's clearly been welcomed back by the Browns, and he's looks like he's going to have a chance to begin practicing pretty soon, and there is a chance that he does come back and play this season. Whether he comes back and plays well and puts up numbers that you're going to like on your fantasy squad, that remains to be seen. And whether or not you still want to carry him for now, it's what four, still four more weeks before he comes back. That's up to you. If you want to lock up a roster, a bench spot for four weeks. I'm in a bunch of leagues where he's still on the waiver wire. I totally get why. Three weeks from now, maybe two weeks from now, if the situation hasn't changed and he's still on the waiver wire. Maybe we're having a different conversation. But mm-hmm. for now, I'm not dedicating that spot to him. Guys, uh, Jamie, I'll throw this to you. If somebody drops uh, uh, Jameis Winston in one of your leagues, he's now 85% owned. How eager are you to pick up Jameis Winston? Not eager at all. How I mean, come? It's just, uh, it, 
I'd rather just deal with the quarterback that I have on my roster right now that I'm starting this week and see if I if if he does come back try and get him down the road. There there's just no reason to stash him at all. Okay. Heath, uh, you want to finish it up? Anyone else? Uh, well, there's some other guys that are definitely moving up on, in the stash rankings. Devontae Booker, after the performance we've seen from him, uh, Danny Woodhead seems to be getting closer. And there have been some talk, I don't know that I necessarily buy this, that Devon, that Danny Woodhead may see a large role in the running game as well, take some of Alex Collins' carries. I like the idea of stashing CJ Procise before tonight and just see what his role is. If Thomas Rawls continues to be bad, Eddie Lacy's already been bad. Maybe they just throw it to Procise five times a game in place of some of those terrible run plays they've been doing. And then I added Curtis Samuel, actually ahead of Jameis Winston, but still towards the bottom of the list. He got five targets last week, had a couple carries. I think they want to get him more involved, and he does have a lot of speed. Procise, Matt Breida, Devontae Booker, Rex Burkhead. All available in more than 75% of CBS Sports Leagues. If you were going to pick one of those guys, who would it be? I think it's Booker for me. It's okay. Booker for me. Yeah, Anderson was limited in practice on Wednesday, so we could see Booker this week. Okay, and let's go to some streaming options now as we move on from the stashes to players that you might actually want to put in your lineup this week. Another column written by Heath Cummings. He gives us two, and this is similar to Waiver Wire, um, but Eli Manning, Josh McCown. Now, Manning... I just want to ask you, Heath, because you kind of bullish on Manning as a as a rest of season or a multi week streamer. I, how realistic is it? Do you think that they they bench him? Not they'll they'll keep starting him, but that maybe they'll get Davis Webb in there at some point just to see what they've got. Giants look like they're going to have one of the high draft picks. They need to know if they should be drafting a quarterback in 2018. I mean. That could happen. I, I'm hopeful that it doesn't. I, there's a lot of reports that McAdoo has already lost the locker room, so maybe he doesn't care if he loses it even further by benching Eli Manning. But uh, my expectation is he's going to play a full game against the 49ers, and he's going to be a top-10 quarterback. Anybody feeling <clears throat> Jay Cutler this week? Because I looked at the matchup, and we're going to preview this game later. I don't think it's as difficult as I originally thought. You know, The Panthers have given up. You know, like 22-ish, 23-ish fantasy points to a number of quarterbacks. Um, and like like Matt Ryan last week had a season-high 22 fantasy points against the Panthers. Cutler's got two straight games with multiple touchdown passes, and one of them was like a half a game. So uh, anybody feeling him? He's 24, 26% owned. The thing that works in his favor is that he's on a team that's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Right. And right. It, it's almost independent of what the game script is. I don't see Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams carrying the rock 25 times combined. I think it's going to fall on Cutler. He'll fall into production, but it could mean some turnovers too. And the one thing I'll add is that Kirk Coleman is back in the secondary for Carolina, and we know Keekley has been playing great in the middle of that defense. I think it's going to be a tough week for the Dolphins. I would not be that excited about starting Cutler. I'm going to move him down in my rankings. This is a time of possession game for the Panthers. They will dominate time of possession. And the Dolphins' offense will be limited in what they're able to do. So you don't like Cutler this week? No. No. One one guy I do like whose ownership I didn't put him in the streaming column because he was seventy five percent owned, but his ownership has gone down since then. It's now seventy one percent, and that's Andy Dalton against Tennessee. I understand why we're down on Andy Dalton, and he's had some bad games against some very difficult matchups. This is not that tough of a matchup. I think he's going to feed A.J. Green, who bounces back in a huge yes. way. Oh, this is going to be a huge A.J. Green game. Yeah. Uh, this is a two-touchdown game for Dalton, easily. Yeah. Uh, maybe three. And I'd rather start Dalton over Cousins, definitely over Cutler, over Phillip Rivers. Yes. Okay, cool, yeah. Dalton. How about Mariota? I've got Mariota ahead of both Dalton and McCown. 
All right, we'll get into that and start and sit. Tight end streamers, Jamie, anybody come to mind? Tight end streamers you like this week? Yeah, there's a few. Uh, you look at um, Eric Ebron, his matchup against Cleveland. That's uh, someone you could consider. He's got 10 targets in his last two games. He's getting a little bit more involved. You have the uh, the, the flyer situation of Garrett Selleck against the Giants just because somebody's going to have to catch a touchdown for the 49ers <laughs> against yeah. the Giants because it will happen. Keep the streak alive. Um, and then there's one. Oh, Ed Dixon. I mean, the Dolphins have really struggled against tight ends all season, certainly of late. So they're all gambles, clearly, because of how they played the majority of the season and for Selleck not playing really at all. But matchup and situation, if you're stuck, could yeah. be useful. And the guy that's at the top of the streamers calling for tight end that is not really a streamer but is still 38% owned, so I'm going to put him in there, is Charles Clay. And he is sounding like he's on track to play. Yeah, 38% owned, that's it. Yep. Same yeah, thing crazy. with Fedorowicz. He sounds like he's going to play too, so maybe get some targets. Okay, but Clay is definitely ahead of Fedorowicz, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, look, and, and you might look. You're playing in a draft with like ten people this week on the draft app. You might have to go for a guy like, well, probably not C.J. Fedorowicz, but Charles Clay is somebody that you might be able to steal. So for all of you who have downloaded the draft app recently and who have challenged me, I will accept some of your challenges. I've actually been kind of blown away to be to be honest with you. Tomorrow I'll start accepting challenges and doing some drafts. Uh, but I'm surprised. I'm impressed by the amount of people who want to challenge me on the draft app. It means people are signing up. It means people are getting into it. I've had. I'm guessing close to 30 people already challenged me. I am Big Kane too. You can go ahead and find me and and uh, let's do a one-on-one draft for a dollar. Uh, again, I'm only going to accept maybe five or so per week, so I do apologize for that. But you know, it's a lot. But I think what I'm noticing most importantly is that people really love playing daily fantasy football on the draft app. And if you don't have the app, you right now you need to search for draft in your app store, and you're going to see it. You can download the draft app or just go to playdraft.com. And you gotta sign up with our promo code FF today. If you do that, A, I'll be your best friend. And B, you can get a free entry into a draft. The code is FF today. And people love it. And why not? You get to do snake drafts. We love snake drafts. You can draft with up to 10 people. I think the more you do, the more fun it is. I actually think like five people is the sweet spot. Um, you can do one-on-one against me if you want or anyone. And they start at just $1. They last a week. That's it. You get a new team or teams next week. Really fun, really quick, really different. Download the draft app right now or go to playdraft.com and use our promo code FF today for a free entry into a draft. That promo code is FF today. All right, we'll quickly run through the injuries here. Uh, you baseball fans know you never want to see Dr. James Andrews. That's what Jameis Winston did. Uh, it's just to get his shoulder checked out. And he, we know he's going to miss at least, at least two weeks. We don't know what to expect from Ezekiel Elliott. He's got a hearing today. We hope to hear something tonight. But Heath just told you you cannot drop Alfred Morris and Rod Smith and McFadden. Less of a mustache, but just keep it in mind. We don't know what's going to happen with Zeke. Devontae Freeman was limited in practice with a knee injury. Would you start any either of the Thursday night guys over Devontae Freeman? No. No. Also no. Matt Forte missed practice with knee soreness. Red alert? Nope. He's had knee and foot, toe, whatever it's been, basically all season. Has he practiced on a Wednesday this year? I don't know why he would. I don't know. Well, he's probably listening to the, to the podcast since Wednesday shows are great. Rams backup running back Malcolm Brown out with a knee injury. Is there anyone you'd want to own if you were the Todd Gurley owner? No, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. <laughs> Uh, Danny Woodhead appears on track to return next week, as Heath mentioned. Wide receiver news. Julio Jones missed practice with an ankle injury. Are you concerned? Nope. Not yet. Do nope. you expect 
We haven't gotten a lot of yeses lately. Do you expect Des Bryant this week? Yes. Yeah. Yay. All right. How about Jamison Crowder? Sounding like it, but still have to wait and see. It looks like the Redskins are getting healthy. Something to yes. keep tabs on in the next coming. And days. Jordan Reed's practice practice a little bit as well, right? Both Reed and Crowder practiced uh, individually, so no team drills yet. Sonny Jurgensen expected back. <laughs> uh, Michael Thomas was <laughs> limited in practice with an ankle. Which I, that wasn't that funny, Dave, but I thought I, I really liked it. I you really, chuckled. I did. I'm still chuckling. Uh, Michael Thomas was limited. He's you know he should be fine. Chris Hogan has not been practicing though. We don't expect Chris Hogan this week at Denver. No, correct. All right. Tight ends, how, do you expect Jordan Reed? No, not, not yet. yet. Okay. Let's see if he keeps on practicing. Charles Clay was limited. He's on track to play. The Packers cut Martellus Bennett, as fantasy owners have done. C.J. Fedorowicz should be back this week. Offensive line, we made reference to it. The Redskins starting to get a little healthier. They face Minnesota, and we'll check in on the injuries tonight and, and preview that game tomorrow. Um, Dallas left tackle Tyron Smith is dealing with leg injuries so he might not be able to play at Atlanta. We will preview that game tomorrow. And the Dolphins could be missing right tackle Jawan James this week against a defense that has not allowed double-digit fantasy points and standard scoring leagues to a running back all year, Carolina. On defense, Colts. the Colts have had a good run defense, guys. This Henry Anderson injury, he's out for the season. Is that a big deal? Does that change your outlook on running backs facing the Colts, other than Le'Veon Colts, Bell this week? I know. Colts haven't had a good run defense in about a month. Uh, Is that true? Okay. Uh, all right. They did pretty well last week. That was against Tom Savage. It's against the Texans. Lamar Miller. He's their guy. All right. Danny Miller Trevathan. got you his usual single digit. I think production. Miller was over four yards carry, right? Was he? That'd be good for him. Uh, Danny Trevathan missed practice with a calf injury. The Giants could be without multiple linebackers this week. Um, all right. This is actually pretty interesting. Seattle defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson is questionable. So might not play tonight. Would that, would that, uh, you know, would that make you more excited about Adrian Peterson? I think I'm the high guy on Adrian Peterson, and I, I, uh, I actually don't mind him this week. I know it's crazy because he had a ton of work last week, and there's certainly a chance that he regresses. But this Seattle defense is banged up, playing on a short week, traveling to Arizona. We've seen a lot of defenses struggle on these short games. And we've seen a lot of running backs do well, and I think Arizona's just going to keep feeding Adrian Peterson until he breaks. And I don't think he's breaking in imminently. A couple of weeks from now, he might break. Yeah, but yeah. not anytime soon. I, I, mean, I, I don't mind him this week. My my concern was not so much about the Seattle defense. It's about two things for Adrian Peterson: game script, which I think is going to be bad, and the fact that he's had three days off after 39 touches. He oh. even talked about it. He said um, he was really sore. On Monday, he said he felt better on Tuesday. He said he hoped, I'm sorry, he felt really sore Monday and Tuesday. He said he felt better on Wednesday. He's hoping that by the time he gets to the game, he'll be okay. But it's clearly something that he's dealing with after 39 touches. This could be an Andre so Ellington week. It, it really could be an Andre Ellington week. I, I mean, Peterson is, is in my top 24 by default. If we had more talented running backs this week, I'd, I'd sit him completely. It's just, it's going to be potentially ugly. I think he's going to need a touchdown to save his fantasy production. Yeah, I'm just Plus you have Seattle coming off loss. They haven't lost back to back games, I think, in like three years. Is that right? I think I don't know what we were just talking about in a video. I don't I will look it up. Too. It's been a while since then. Yeah, so see I mean they, they got embarrassed at home by Washington. They're gonna completely annihilate this Drew Stanton led offense. Hmm. I thought they I thought they opened 0 2 one year without Cam Chancellor. I will check. I guess I'm wrong. 
I'm probably wrong. Well, it could still be three years, and they could have opened 0-2 with Cam Chancellor at one point. Uh, I'm, I just got confused. Okay, so there's <laughs> <laughs> there's Adrian Peterson. Uh, what do we? Okay, uh, let's see. Earl Thomas is doubtful; probably won't play tonight. Kenny Vaccaro for the Saints. Their safety dealing with a groin injury. And uh, left tackle Teron Armstead mispractice. That should have been the offensive line notes, not the defense notes, for the New Orleans Saints. Continuing a discussion we had on yesterday's show, best and worst playoff matchups. So we did it for the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the wide receivers. Let's take a look at the tight ends and their playoff matchups. And it's really, I mean... not You're not going to get as much fantasy info here as you did yesterday. The best tight end matchup. One team has two matchups against uh top five or bottom five teams against tight ends, and that would be Arizona, so we don't care about that. Other teams with good playoff matchups for tight ends. Buffalo, Denver, the Colts, the Chargers, and the Steelers. Buffalo, Denver, the Colts, the Chargers, and the Steelers. So Buffalo faces... Indianapolis, Miami, and New England. That's really nice for Charles Clay. And they get Kansas City in New England in weeks 12 and 13. That is five straight good matchups for Charles Clay. Uh, Indianapolis, let's take a look at them. They've got Buffalo, Denver, and then Baltimore in week 16. Not sure that's good, but uh, they have, yeah, they have good matchups as well. But really, Buffalo, I think, is the, is the gem here. And then I keep mm-hmm. mentioning the Chargers. Uh, let's see, they, they've got Washington, Kansas City, and the Jets. Yeah, Dallas, then Cleveland, then the playoffs is Washington, Kansas City, and the Jets. So Washington's terrible. Kansas, yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it for Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, Charles Clay, guys, big takeaways there. I think those two are the obvious two to talk about here. It's just the question is, is Charles Clay going to be healthy for those games? I think the answer is yes, at least as of now. It seems like he's in pretty good shape and should come back this week and start getting into a groove again. And Hunter Henry comes down to whether or not he gets the opportunities. There's been so many weeks where he doesn't get enough targets, and you're just kind of scratching your head. Why is this happening? Why do good thing, bad things happen to good people? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's been two years. Last time that they lost back-to-back games was weeks five and week six of the 2015 season. But are you talking about Seattle? Yep. When's the last time they had two games in a row where they didn't win? Uh, it was last year when they <laughs> won and uh, lost and then tied the Cardinals. Oh, the best. I mean, I don't really care who wins or loses the game. Yeah. Well, for game script, we do though. Might, yes. Might be a factor for that, but I still think I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think this is a blowout. That's that's where I'm not sure I agree because that's what my fear with Peterson is. If it's a close game, he should do well. I mean, he should get a lot of work. If it's not a close game, then then you you have to worry about his workload. But man, the the road Thursday night teams have just been terrible lately. Dolphins lose 40 to nothing or 41 to nothing. The Bills had their worst game of the season at the Jets. The Chiefs lost at the Raiders. They gave up like 31 points. Um, I mean, they lost by one. So the road Thursday night teams have struggled lately. All right. Uh, bad tight end matchups. And obviously Seattle on the road this week, by the way. Bad tight end matchups. Cleveland and New Orleans. Don't stream the Cleveland and New Orleans tight ends in the playoffs. They have the worst Playoff matchups in fantasy. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, thank you. All right, we're done. No. Um, so you're saying I should drop Kobe Fleener <laughs> and Njoku, Believe it or not. Uh, also, Atlanta, Carolina, Cincinnati, Detroit, Houston, the Jets, the Titans, and the Redskins. It's really. I don't know that there's anything actionable here. Well, there's Greg Olson. Yeah. With Carolina, because he's expected back, and people have started stashing him. 
in in their leagues, expecting him to come back week 12, I think, is when he's available against the Jets. And you're right, there are some tough matchups left, but the Panthers also have a three-game homestand in that week 16 game against Tampa Bay. I don't see that as a bad matchup yeah. for them. All right, so don't worry about that one. What about, like, Tyler Croft? People are relying on him. Green Bay, Baltimore at Chicago in the playoffs. And week 13 is the Chargers. The Chargers really might be the best or one of the best teams against tight ends. That's week 13 just before the end of – just that's the last week of the regular season for uh, for Tyler Croft. No, I'm sorry. I had that wrong. That's for Cleveland. Okay, Tyler Croft Woo. is Pittsburgh, then the Bears – at Minnesota, which is a good matchup, and then Detroit. I feel like he's the same every week. If, if he scores a touchdown, you're good. If he doesn't, you're going to wish you started somebody else. Right, yeah, Who was yeah. that? Okay. Tyler Croft. He's a touchdown or bust tight end. I don't know. He had 79 yards last week. That basically makes him a number one tight end. The one play that, <laughs> the one play that he had was this really silly one where he catches the ball and two Jaguars run into each other and he just takes off for like 40 more yards. Yeah. It's a total accident play. Two catches, nearly 80 yards for Croft. All right, quick, quick round of emails. I will read a few of these starter sits. This is an email address, by the way, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. From Rudy, start Rawls or Rob Kelly in PPR? Rawls. 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 From Mace, Goff, McCown, or Roethlisberger? Goff for me. Goff. Yep. From Tanner, uh, standard scoring. I need an RB2 and a flex. Doug Martin, Kenyon Drake, Marlon Mack, Fat Rob. Doug Martin, Kenyon Drake, Marlon Mack, Rob Kelly. I think Drake's the best of this bunch. I'll still take Martin. I don't know what to expect from Martin. And if I'm going to start running backs where I don't know what to expect, I'll take the one with more upside. I'll take them both. Mack. You need two here. I'm taking Mack. Drake and oh, Mack. Oh, Mack, really? Over yeah. Martin? Yeah, I can't take the Colts. I'm not starting Fat Rob. That's the easy one. You yeah, you're gonna and, take you're gonna take Mac over Doug Martin, huh, Dave? That's I don't, risky. I, how many carries is Doug Martin? How many carries is Marlon Mack gonna get? That's true. Hopefully, but who's got more upside? If, if they're <laughs> both getting 10. eight carries, who's got more upside? <laughs> oh, Doug Martin definitely has more upside if he gets eight carries. Okay. Like, what, what are we anointing Marlon Mack a good player here? We we no, know nothing about neither Marlon of these Mack. guys are good players. I That's think we have no. Wait, wait, wait. I think we have anointed Marlon Mack a good player. Yes. I don't. I haven't. I, I mean, especially when he gets ten or more touches. Is that potential? On, like on a per touch basis, he has been good. I've I've made fun of the ten touch thing because I don't think the difference between nine and ten. But it's huge. Like, I I've got Mac one spot ahead of Drake, so you'll take Martin and Drake, Martin and Mac. Yep. All right. So three fine. different answers. There you go. There you go. Hope it helps. Two more, real quick here. This is from Chris. Hey, Doink, Bozo, Cookie, and Pennywise. Heath, have you seen it yet? I haven't. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, get on that. It's good. I'm just, I'm just gonna wait until it is on something I consume. Freeform. I, I don't go to movie theaters. Um, that's a smart move. Uh, you don't want to see horror movies in theaters with teenagers. It's annoying. PPR league. Should I drop any of the following for Marlon Mack? CJ Anderson, Matt Forte, Orleans Darkwa. And right as soon as we got done talking about the good things that Marlon Mack does, we're gonna say dump him! No, you should not drop any of those players from Marlon Mack. Okay. And finally, from Brian, Diggs or Darkwa this week? Half PPR. Diggs. I'll take Darkwa. I'll take Darkwa too. Oh my gosh, Jamie. Can you give the stat of the week? Sure. Uh, it's now 24 straight games that a running back against the 49ers has either, er, I'm sorry. It's now 24 straight games where the 49ers have allowed a running back to either score 
or get 100 total yards. Now, some of it is fluky. Chris Carson, for example, earlier this season had 93 rushing yards and 7 receiving yards. Andre Ellington earlier this season had 86 receiving yards and 18 rushing yards. So it's not like it's a slam dunk that's going to happen for the starter. But given what the workload should be for Darkwa and what the matchup should be against the 49ers, it sets up that he should get one of those two stats. That's incredible. 24 games in a row with a touchdown yes. or 100 yards. Now, now uh, Keith and Dave know the answer to this, but Adam, do you know the last time that a team failed to have that happen against I've the 49ers? No, no idea. No idea. I'm not even going to guess. It was Todd Gurley week one last year. <laughs> of course it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's go on to our next segment as we get into the matchups this week. This segment is called uh, – I'm, I'm working on the title, but – uh, I feel like we need to have a T.Y. Hilton debate before we start discussing the games. Pretty straightforward. Let's have a T.Y. Hilton debate. T.Y. Hilton is 27th in standard for Jamie, 29th in PPR. 26th in standard for Heath, 28th in PPR. He's 8th in standard for Dave and 9th in PPR. Dave has faith in T.Y. Hilton against the Steelers. Let's discuss Dave Richard. I'm in the exact same spot. I, I am, I am that dog that doesn't learn his lessons. I, I will go pee on your carpet. You will smack me across the nose. You will lock me in, in a cage for an hour. And then I will come out of that cage and I will pee on your carpet again because I never learn. And last time T.Y. Hilton was at home against a tough opponent, it was Jacksonville. I still thought you should start him and he was terrible, but I know what his potential is. I expect the Colts to throw from behind in this game. I don't think the Steelers' pass defense is as good as the Jaguars' pass defense. At least Steelers are allowing a bunch of touchdowns uh, through the air. I think the Colts have learned that they've got to get T.Y. Hilton involved by hook or by crook. They did it last week. They're going to keep doing it. He's still going to get plenty of targets. I think you start him because you know what his upside is. You don't leave a guy like that on your bench. Okay, rebuttals? Um, the rebuttal, I'll, I'll say the rebuttal for them. I, just because I know how silly this argument is. He's had 30 or fewer yards in three of his last four games. Yeah. Dave, I'll tell you. I don't care. I, I know what his upside is. I'll tell you what, what is a little encouraging. We talked about T.Y. Hilton as a sell high yesterday because of the tough matchups coming up. And I just want everybody sure. to know that I did try to sell two of the players we talked about. I put out an offer of, in a standard scoring league, DeAndre Hopkins and T.Y. Hilton to get Le'Veon Bell and Muhammad Sanu. So I'm buying into the conversation that we had yesterday. I also want to get Le'Veon Bell. But, um, I, I, you know, I got a little hesitant this morning. My trade got rejected anyway. But Brissett has had two good games in a row. Brissett has, has had his first two multiple passing touchdown games of the season in his last two games. I think it was 19 fantasy points against the Bengals, which is respectable, and 23 against Houston. Maybe he's getting a little better. Yeah, maybe that's good for T.Y. Hilton. Dave, maybe maybe he'll pee. Well, I mean, maybe just, he won't pee on the to, carpet. Just to uh, um, continue the urine talk, I'll pee on your argument there because Brissett was good <laughs> against the Bengals and Ty Hilton was not. Yep. Yeah, Very I know, true. I know, but it's the, still a positive. The Steelers are allowing 13.5 <laughs> fantasy points per game to wide receivers, not to number one wide receivers. Groups. What's that? To the group. To the entire yeah. team worth of wide yeah. receivers per week, 13.5. They're giving up 115 receiving yards per game to receivers as a group. Yes. Have there been any good receivers that haven't done well? A.J. Green has did not do well. Stephon Diggs, the Vikings guys, did not do well. They, they haven't. Uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill. 
Yeah, no, there have been. But I guess the most recent example would be Marvin Jones and, and Golden Tate and TJ Jones all with 80 or more yards, but. Okay. Oh yeah, the, yeah, they got 300 yards to the Lions receivers, 302. Yeah. But the Lions have a good quarterback. Alright, so you've heard it. There's your T.Y. Hilton debate. Dave says stardom. Heath and Jamie have T.Y. Hilton as a number three wide receiver. We've got New England and Denver. I'm fired up for Sunday night football. But first, I'm more fired up for some food. Who wants some free food? Who doesn't want free food? And we're giving that away. BlueApron.com slash fantasy football. BlueApron.com slash fantasy football. Get 30 bucks off your first order. That's three free meals at BlueApron.com slash fantasy football. Let me tell you what I'm getting next week from Blue Apron. Uh, just the shortened version of these recipes. Chicken with farro and goat cheese salad. Beef tacos. Pasta and pork bolognese. I mean, that's, that's awesome. And there are a lot of ingredients that I haven't mentioned. There's vegetables. Sometimes there's fruits in these meals. Always something green. Uh, there are vegetarian options. There's fish. You can customize your menu. It gets shipped right to your door. It's less than $10 per person per meal. I absolutely love cooking, and I love the quality of the food. It's so good. And now they have 30-minute recipes, by the way, so you're going to save some time. It's blueapron.com slash fantasy football. Why wouldn't you want Blue Apron, people? They're celebrating their fifth anniversary by bringing back their top 20 recipes from throughout the past five years. Delicious stuff. Blueapron.com slash fantasy football. Three meals free plus free shipping. Again, one more time. Blueapron.com slash fantasy football. Please give it a shot. You won't regret it. You will love it. It's Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Denver hosting the Patriots on Sunday night. I'm calling for a Broncos win. How crazy am I? How are they going to do it, Adam? Look, Tom Brady doesn't have a great history in Denver. They're going to, it's going to be a low scoring game. No Hogan, no Edelman. Like let's, Brady hasn't really been that good for five straight weeks. So, um, they're going to shut down the run game like they always do. They're bouncing back from three straight road games. They're home Sunday night. They're going to win like, like night, like 16 to 13, I think was actually a score of a game recently between the two. No, they won 16 to 3. Oh, they lost it. Forget it. They're going to win 16 to 13. How about the, this is where my hangup is. No Dante Hightower in the middle of that defense for New England. And the Patriots have allowed big rushing averages to pretty much everybody they've played this year. Last game against the Chargers, 7.5 yards per carry. Gordon had a huge run in that game. Throw that out. It's still not good. I wonder if the Broncos try and go super conservative and use the extra offensive linemen, use two tight ends, and they scheme up the run to try and take down the Patriots. And I wonder what that could mean for C.J. Anderson, for Devontae Booker, for Jamal Charles. Could these guys all get more work than they have been getting since they're going to be in a situation where they can lean on the defense and keep the game low scoring? Well, it's actually a good question to start with the running backs. Okay, there are a lot, a lot of relevant running backs. I would say that there are more relevant running backs in this game than than any other game, just in terms of like, well, who do I start? So uh, yeah, the question is, how many of them are actually going to be relevant? Well, yeah, I guess I guess it, when you're looking at your lineups and you're wondering how many are going to be relevant, how many would you start? Who's your favorite running back in this game? It's still C.J. Anderson, I suppose, in a standard league for now. If he plays, yeah. How about in a PPR? Is it James White? Yep. Yeah. I, I I don't really want to start any running backs in this game. That's how I feel about it. Does anybody want to start any running back in this game? I want to start James White. Yeah. Denver, I, I'm okay with White. If Hogan's out, I would take the chance on Rex Burkett if I needed a 
a stopgap at running back or flex in my league, preferred PPR league. I mean, this is going to be Brady getting the ball out of his hands quick. Well, they, you know what's interesting? I want to see how many sacks they have. I feel like they've got like 14 sacks this year, uh, the Broncos. They don't get to the quarterback. And that's actually really important because the Broncos, they have one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. We got to talk about sacks, Adam. 19 sacks. Uh, they yeah, get a lot. Middle of the road. Yeah. Okay. So, um, they, they have a good pass defense, but they have given up the third most passing touchdowns in the NFL. 16 passing touchdowns. And, and they've had a bye. I mean, that's third most with a bye. That's crazy for the Broncos. So what do you think about Tom Brady this week? Is he a safe start at Denver? Yes. Yeah. Not a great start, comparatively to where you usually consider him, but he's a safe start. Does he get you 20 fantasy points, Tom Brady? Yes. I believe he does. He won't get you 25. Jamie does have Jared Goff ahead of Brady. So does Dave. And Heath has Brady one spot ahead of Jared Goff. So you could do that. Also, Prescott, Wilson, and Stafford are ahead of Tom Brady. And that's about it. Dave also has Roethlisberger. But uh, it's Prescott, Wilson, Stafford, and maybe Jared Goff, basically, ahead of Tom Brady this week. We don't love the running backs, but Jamie, if you want to quickly sum, uh, surmise, what do you, or summarize, what do you expect from James White? I think he'll be what he's been basically for the majority of the season. Five catches, uh, which is kind of what he rolls out of bed doing most weeks. And probably neighborhood of 60 to 70 yards. Total yards. If you're curious, Denver allows the third fewest receiving yards to opposing running backs. Would you guys start CJ Anderson or a Thursday night guy? I would go Peterson over Anderson for sure. And I think I might go Rawls too. I'd go Rawls, Anderson, Peterson. Heath? I would go Peterson, Anderson, Rawls. All right. Let's go back to the Patriots. We've talked about their running backs. And so I guess Deion Lewis is just, no. Broncos bounce back from that horrible game. They gave up their first three rushing touchdowns of the season last week. Right. That's not them. Right. Okay. Um, Patriots wide receivers. Talk to me about these guys. Um, we're not expecting Hogan. So do you, is, is Brandon Cooks a safe start this week? Is Amendola a sleeper? You tell me. I'm starting Brandon Cooks. Uh, he's the top ten wide receiver, I think, for all three of us. Or right in that range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amendola is an okay number three in PPR. Why is Brandon Cooks a top ten receiver? Um, he has Tom Brady as his quarterback. We think he's going to score 20 fantasy points, and Chris Hogan is out. I'll tell you, the big, the Hogan thing matters, and I just think the lack of good receivers this week puts Cooks higher than we'd probably like to rank him. Okay. Um, it's not an, it's, is it because of the Alshon Jeffrey thing, or is that just an anomaly that he... I think, I think it helps that a team puts something out there on film that the Patriots can try and uh, use to their advantage against the secondary. All right. Would you guys start as a flex, Danny Amendola or C.J. Anderson or James White? Who's your favorite? I think I got White at the top of that list. Well, standard, I go Anderson. PPR, I go White. Sure. All right. All right how about Demarius Thomas? He, has, he, he used to own New England. Now it's kind of the opposite. And a lot of times the number two wide receivers do end up outscoring the number ones against New England. Mike Evans is outscored by Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Jeremy Curley led the Jets. Bruce Ellington led the 
but the Texans, Devin Funches was better than Kelvin Benjamin. Brandon Coleman was better than Michael Thomas. What do you think about Demarius, and what do you think about Emmanuel Sanders this week? I have a sneaky suspicion that the Patriots, when when it's third down, I think they're going to make more of an effort to cover Sanders because he's faster and can make a play after the catch a lot better than Thomas can. I think you're probably starting both of these guys. Like, hopefully you don't have both of them on your team because I don't expect both of them are going to be good. I do think at least one of them will be, though. Who do you like better? Demarius. I do, too. I think they're both number two receivers. Thomas closer to the top than Sanders. Gilmore is uh, expected to return for the Patriots. That'll help their secondary. So I don't love either guy. I I like Thomas more. Sanders more of a number three receiver for me. Do you like Danny Amendola better than either Broncos wide receiver? No, but it's close in PPR. Nope. Would you I take mean, a- Amendola's got a pretty good track record when his targets, I think it's seven or more. Mm-hmm. And you would assume without Hogan in there, he's going to be around that. Do we all agree so. this is this is a Gronk game? Absolutely. Yep. When is it not a Gronk game? <laughs> I mean, if if, if Brady's going to put up big numbers, it's it's going to be with Gronk. Most, you know, you would think that's the way it sets up. And um, how about but this? Just, just just to give you the running backs again, Amendola's also iffy. The what? Amendola is also hurt. Oh, he is. The running, yep. the wide receivers. Okay, uh. But, me, but for Amendola, he's got three games with at least seven targets. Those are his three best games. Let me just say that, um, this probably doesn't matter, but I'm just curious to know who would you rather own? Who would you rather start this week? Brandon Cooks or Rob Gronkowski? Gronk. 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 Yeah. That's what I figured. Gronk okay. is the best player in this game. Gronk is the best player in all of sports. Is Gronk gonna score more fantasy points than Brock Osweiler? He's going to score yes. more than Osweiler. He's going to score more than LeBron. <laughs> He's going to score more than Sid Crosby. Uh, okay, then Sid Crosby. Good to George know. George Oh, here's your stat of the game. Player. Here, uh, by the way, the guys don't really like A.J. Derby. But here's your stat of the game. The last four DSTs to face the Broncos have finished 1, 2, 2, and 8 for the week. The Patriots are owned in, I think, 65% of leagues. If you need a DST... They uh, they could be good for you, but they also suck. So keep that in mind. Stat of the number two: the <laughs> Patriots suck. Cincinnati is at Tennessee, so let's go to the stat of the game here. Cincinnati allows 3.7 yards per carry to opposing running backs. They have held Lamar Miller, Lashawn McCoy, even Le'Veon Bell to 3.8 or less. There have been six running backs this season with double-digit carries against Tennessee who have not scored double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. So that's that of the day number one. Basically, the Bengals are good against running backs. Tell me how you're approaching the Tennessee running backs this week. I'm kind of not approaching them. I guess Murray still has the edge because he's a better pass catcher. But neither of these guys are running great. So then it comes down to who's more likely to score. And to that I would say, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> because you could see Henry down there, you could see Murray down there. They're a one-two punch, and I, I'm with you. I think Cincinnati's run defense is pretty good. I think it's going to be a big game for Derrick Henry. I don't know how healthy DeMarco Murray is. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, so we'll see. Now, if he's a, I guess he did practice in full. That surprised. He did. Yeah, he's that, getting, that he's surprised getting me healthier. Yep. Yeah. I will retract what I just said. <laughs> I I have lowered DeMarco Murray, but. I've only got him down to number 20. I mean, am I going to get excited about putting Joe Mixon ahead of him? Yes. Am I excited about putting Tevin Coleman's 10 touches ahead of him? Yeah. CJ Anderson, Amir Abdullah, Thomas Rolls. I just, I can't. Okay, how about Danny Amendola or DeMarco Murray? Look, I'm just going to lay it on the line. 
there's a lot of crap at running back. <laughs> there aren't a lot of running backs out there that you can look at and say, oh, yay, I'm starting him. There's a lot of crapola flowing through this league at running back. And it's because these teams are not giving them, uh, they're not, not having a lead back. They're splitting up workloads. You got guys on every team taking 10 carries away from somebody else. It's a nightmare. No one's good. No one's good. Gronkowski. No one's good. Like, Orleans, Orleans Dark was good. Uh, I think he's going to be good. Are you starting Orleans Dark Darkwa over Murray? Darkwa over Murray. I'm going Darkwa over Darkwa over both he's Titans. He's got a great matchup, and we've seen him. At least the Giants made a decision. Kudos to Ben McAdoo for one thing. He's giving one running back most of the work. He's actually like Wayne Gallman had, I think, double-digit carries last week, didn't he? It was mostly in garbage time. Well, like, the whole game is garbage McAdoo time. Ben slips his hair back, and then he puts on like this blue tent. Every time he's on the sideline, it's not even like a real jacket. It is. It looks like he's wearing a poncho. It's not even raining, slick. That's very funny. But thank you for putting Orleans Darkwa in a position to get a lot of carries. Okay, okay, moving on. Stat of the game number two. Geronimo Allison is the only wide receiver with more than 75 yards against Cincinnati this season. That includes Hopkins, Nelson, Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, three of the top four wide receivers in standard scoring leagues. So guess what? They're good against wide receivers too. So who's a better flex, DeMarco Murray or Richard Matthews? Murray and standard Matthews and PPR. Sure. Okay. Uh, who's better, Dion Lewis or Richard Matthews? Matthews. 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 Is Matthews, uh, T.Y. Hilton or, or Richard Matthews? Matthews. No! Yeah. Matthews. I'm going T.Y. Well, I know you're going T.Y., Dave. Alright, so Matthews is, is, you know, is an okay start. Yeah, you got two guys, two receivers in bad matchups. One has a better quarterback though. We've got Andy Dalton, 72% owned. We talked about him earlier. He's top 15. He's 14th for Jamie and Heath. He's 15th for Dave. And he's had three seasons with 20, uh, three games this season with 20 or more fantasy points. And they mostly have come in as good matchups. This is not a bad matchup. Um, all right. Two on the road. Okay. Good stuff. Two of the matchups on the road. And here he is on the road again. Dalton or, uh, on the road again. Dalton or Mariota staying in this game. I got Mariota ahead by, uh, by a, a red-haired smidge. Mariota. Mariota. Joe Mixon or DeMarco Murray staying in this game? Mixon. Mixon. I've got DeMarco one spot higher. Wow. I'll take Mixon. I mean, like Joe Mixon's got almost every flaw that DeMarco Murray does. It's true. And Tennessee allows 3.4 yards old. per carry to running backs. He's not old. <laughs> that, that is he the one plays thing. like he's old, but he's not old. Yeah. Um. All right, so so Mixon and Murray, what like eight eight fantasy points? You thinking? If they get you eight fantasy points, you should give yourself a hug. I don't know. I mean, like Mixon hasn't played well, but he's still getting you around that most games. Four of six games with eight to eleven fantasy points in standard, and he catches three balls a game now. So he has been. He has been. That's that's huge for him too. All right, AJ Green is a top three wide receiver. And Tyler Croft is, you know, he's okay, right? He is. Like, I, I, I don't think he has a cold, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, no, that's what I was asking. I like there are like four or five tight ends that are averaging seven fantasy points per game. So every tight end is okay if you're not one of those four or five guys. When they've when they've had a tight end that's been somewhat featured in the offense, and you just look at the targets, Jimmy Graham, Jack Doyle, and Ben Watson. Uh, Watson's the only one that fell below in seven fantasy points, but he had seven catches for 41 yards in that game. Yeah. So if Croft gets seven targets, he should be okay. How many games this year has Croft had seven targets? 
Well, well it's two last, last week, last five. Right? It's one. It was at Cleveland, and he helped make Andy Dalton a 20-point fantasy quarterback that day. He's, but you still have him like top 12, Dave, so he's okay, Tyler Croft. He's o- he's a streamer. Yeah. All right, Mariota, would you start the New York quarterbacks, Manning and McCown, over Mariota? Yes. Okay. Um, No. No? You've got Mariota ahead of both. You don't like McCown this week. I I feel about the same about McCown as I usually do. He's almost number one quarterback. I've got him 13th. You do have Manning ahead of Mariota, though. Yes. All righty. So we move on here. Delaney, Delaney Walker or Tyler Croft? Walker. Walker. Delaney. Okay. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati hasn't really been tested against tight ends, but they did just give up big points to Jack Doyle. 12 for 121 or a touchdown, and then three to three, three for 49 yards to Mercedes Lewis is actually not that good. So, uh, Walker, top 10 tight end this week. Only three red zone targets this year for Walker and no receiving touchdowns. Probably better in PPR. Tennessee DST. Are you he's part of the no touchdown club this week? No, because he has a rushing touchdown. Sorry. But he doesn't have a receiving one. It's still he's a touchdown. A part of the no receiving touchdown club. It's different club. Tennessee DST, 44% owned. They are 13th or 11th, depending on which, uh, which analyst you go by. Alright, New Orleans is at Buffalo. I always feel like it's an interesting game whenever it's at Buffalo for a team that's not used to playing at Buffalo. Do you trust Drew Brees this week, guys? Yes. You have to. Yeah. He's actually been better. I don't know if he's going to have a huge game, but he'll be, he'll be okay. He's kind of like Brady. I feel like he's a safe bet for 20 fantasy points, but not 25. Yeah, and he's thrown 30 or fewer passes in three of his last four games. It's weird. Yeah, they're morphing. It's happening. And Breeze, uh, has actually scored three more fantasy points per game on the road this year than home. So it's weird. It's bizarro Drew Breeze this year. Which Saints running back do you prefer? Ingram. The marking ram. The marking yeah. ram. They're both must-start guys, I assume? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kamara is one of those guys that gets 10, 12 touches a game, and he actually has done good things with them every time. Yep. Yeah, he really hasn't disappointed in a while. Uh, Michael Thomas, we trust him this week? Yep. I think you have to. And uh, the number one corner for Buffalo is Tredavious White. He's a rookie. He's gotten burned the past couple of weeks. So if they stick him on Thomas, I think Thomas can take advantage. Yeah, you're starting both Saints wide receivers. Right. So Ted Ginn is 93% owned. He's not available, but... Would you rather have Ted Ginn or Rashard Matthews this week? Ginn. Ginn. I would rather have Ginn. All right. Would you rather have Ginn or Kelvin Benjamin? Ginn. Ginn. I would not start Benjamin. Not on the hair of my guinea Ginn Ginn. <laughs> you wouldn't start him over again or you wouldn't start him, period? I I would. I think he's a number three receiver. Interesting. Whereas Ginn is a number two. Yes. I think we all agree that Benjamin's a number three receiver. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, is it just, is it we want to see what he can do with the Bills? Not ready to. It's his first game. Right. He's changed teams in the middle of the season. How much chemistry has he truly built with Tyrod Taylor? And he's taking on a defense that's familiar with him and that is good. It's not like it's not like Buffalo acquired Kevin Benjamin and they said, "Okay, we're going to turn you into a speedy downfield threat, and we're going to use you on screen passes." They're going to use him the exact same way Carolina used him. They have to. It's all that he is is a big-bodied dude who can't yeah. separate. From and he's defenses. been good at that. So he's been okay at that. Okay, fine. Um, Danny Amador or Kelvin Benjamin? Benjamin. 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 
DeMarco Murray or Calvin Benjamin? Murray. I think I like Benjamin a little better. Uh, Murray. All right. Tyrod Taylor, top 10. Tyrod or Eli? Tyrod. Tyrod. Yep. All right. Tyrod or Breeze? Breeze. Breeze. I believe I have Breeze right tire. Okay, then. Uh, yeah, and New Orleans has been very good against quarterbacks since weeks one and two when Bradford and Brady embarrassed them. They have not faced the best competition, but it is what it is, y'all. Would you start LaShawn McCoy over either of the Saints running backs? Yep. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Hmm. I would rank them as follows. Ingram, McCoy, Camara. All right, you know what? I'm not going to get too fancy. You know what? I would take both Saints guys over McCoy. You would? How do you like that? And I would take neither Saint over McCoy. So three different answers. He's top 12 for everybody, though, in both formats. He's top five for Heath. So instead of spending time on a guy like McCoy, who almost every fantasy owner is going to start, and almost every McCoy owner. Um, How about uh, Charles Clay, guys? Uh, Dave, you really like Clay. Top five. Yeah, and it's just because I don't think there are a lot of tight ends that can get you more than eight fantasy points. Clay has gotten you nine or more in two of his last three. And I think that the Saints secondary can be beat with tight ends. And he's the guy that Tyrod Taylor's got chemistry, experience, rapport, all the things that matter when you're dropping back to throw a pass. Just how football. much will he play? That's my concern. Yeah, it's his uh, – and I said this on our, the show FFG yesterday. If – he gets a full practice in by Friday. I'm going to probably have him sixth or seventh. All right. Yeah, even Charles full Clay. practice though. I mean, just I want to make sure he's right. So, Clay, j- just I as a refresher, not overly optimistic. As a guy who's 34% owned, Charles Clay in three of four games scored nine or more fantasy points. He only played 13 snaps in his fifth game, so I'm not going to hold that too fantasy. Yeah, he got points. hurt. He right. already he had two catches on 13 snaps before he got hurt. Right. So we're not going to hold that against him. Uh, definitely a good guy to stash. And we mentioned that Buffalo has uh, maybe the best tight end schedule coming up and for the fantasy playoffs. And the Saints, they allow the six most fantasy, six fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but they have not faced good competition since weeks one and two when they struggled against tight ends, Rudolph and Gronkowski. All right, we have, let's see, three games left here. We've got Miami at Carolina, Monday night football. The Dolphins uh, have been bad for ratings. I saw, like, Nobody in South Florida is watching the Dolphins. I, they, they eh, yeah, nobody cares about this. Because you know why they're what they're watching instead. What are they watching? The Miami Hurricanes on oh. Sunday. On Sunday, yeah, Not they're watching. Sun. They're weird. paying more attention to the Hurricanes than they are the Dolphins. Speaking of paying attention, no, but I am confident that this is going to be the toughest Ion Fantasy Football Radio Show we've ever done, Dave. Oh no, you have to do the right thing and turn off the TV. <laughs> You out of, are you out of your ever There's loving no mind? There's no chance that's you, happening. I'm going to do it. I'm, I am, unlike some people, I am dedicated to my job. I will give 110% of my focus to the callers who call in so, to our show on Saturday night. I will not let my interest in the Miami Hurricanes game stop. I will also give, otherwise it's going to be, yeah, I think you should start this guy. Oh crap. <laughs> I will also give, uh, hear that. that'd be good radio. I don't think, I, I think, think good you're, good radio. I think you're wrong. I think. And then I get depressed and, yeah, yeah, it's just ironic how, how the two of you guys got stuck doing radio this week. Right. Well, <laughs> that's just the way that it goes. Uh, I will also give 110% of your attention, Dave, to the callers and and uh, 80% of my attention to the game on TV. No, I, I'll, I'll pull it off. Don't worry about it. Here's your stat of the game. Stat of the game number one for Miami, Carolina. North Carolina is the largest producer of sweet potatoes in the country, according to 50states.com. 
I had sweet potato fries just the other day. I think they're the best fries. What? Yeah, oh, sweet God. potato fries. They'd be my choice. That is such a terrible At least take. once a week, Adam opens himself <laughs> up for ridiculous criticism. I love them. They're so good. Stuff that he may or may not even believe. I you don't. really like sweet potato fries better than regular fries? I think I do. I think I do, yeah. I like sweet potato fries. They're a like nice garlic. alternative to your traditional French fry. Garlic fries are good, too. You know what is really garlic good? Chili cheese fries. Well, that doesn't count. That's a topping. What do you know? That's a <laughs> topping. Gosh. That doesn't count. All right. Garlic's not, though. All right. Stat, uh, no, but it's like, it's like cooked in garlic, you know? All right. Stat <laughs> of the game. Stat uh, of the game. No number, fries are good without any toppings. Number two. Good There's quarterbacks against Carolina. Tyrod Taylor, only 10 points. But Drew Brees, season high, 26. Tom Brady, 24 fantasy points, which is Brady's most in five games, last five games. Stafford, 19. Carson Wentz, 26. Jameis Winston, only three, but he's playing hurt. Matt Ryan, season high, 22. I talked about this earlier. Good quarterbacks have mostly done pretty well against Wait, Carolina. Why do we care how good quarterbacks have done against Carolina? It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> Cutler's getting better. I said he had thrown multiple touchdowns in two straight games, actually three straight games for him. But you guys made the cases sort of against Cutler. Dave's the highest on Cutler at 14. You said you're going to move him down. Yeah. All right, fine. Fine. Uh, the Miami running backs. Which one do you like better? We know that you can't really run on Carolina. That's why I like Damian Williams better. I expect uh, him to be better in the passing game and him to have more yards. And I think they're both about equally as likely to score a touchdown. Would you start either of them over a Titans running back? No. In PPR, I would start Damian Williams over Derrick Henry. I'll take them both over a Titans running back. Oh, I'm sorry. PPR, I'd take them both over Derrick Henry, yes. What about over DeMarco Murray? I would not. Not that he's healthy, no. Okay. How about, let me, let me get some more running. I gotta get out of the same old running backs over and over again. Would you start a Dolphins running back or Devontae Freeman? Uh, Freeman. Freeman. Rob Kelly. Dolphins. 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 I'll put the Dolphins behind the Titans running backs. Which Miami wide receiver do you prefer this week? Landry. Landry. Slot receivers have had success against the Panthers. Landry. All right, do you like Parker and Landry this week? or Are they flexes? Are they number twos? Tell me. Landry is a starter, and I think Parker's in that flex combo. I like both of them better than Richard Matthews and better than T.Y. Hilton. But you don't like color? No. But that's the thing, right? Like, he's got good receivers, and he's got they running backs. They don't have to score. Like, they don't so miss. what are your expectations? Like, 80 for both and a touchdown maybe for one? Sure. And those, that's much more than I expected. I, I just think Hilton. we should always clarify stuff like that. No, that's you know, true. We, like, we like the receivers, but the quarterback stinks. You know, it's just I, – I'm guilty of this myself. You know, it's like we, right. we always throw that out there without kind of clarifying. I mean, it's also entirely possible that Cutler throws a bunch of interceptions. That yeah. don't impact the wide receivers. And sure. saying that I like them more than T.Y. Hilton, I don't really like T.Y. Hilton. So I guess I should clarify that too. I've got him 27th and I think it's possible he gives you three points. Right. Oh, I would start both Dolphins guys over T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. That's easy. Would you start Juju Smith-Schuster or Devontae Parker? Uh, Juju. <clears throat> Juju on that beat. Oh, God. That's, like, that's a really tough. One. Let me just, let me just lay this out. Devontae Parker, four healthy games, eight to ten targets in each game. 69 to 85 yards in each game. Sure, only one touchdown. That's that's the downside. But I I always say he is having a very good year. I will go. Oh, Par I, I'll go Parker over Juju by one spot. I think they're about the same type of guy. 
Okay. Better matchup for Smith-Schuster. Better mm-hmm. quarterback for Smith-Schuster. Um, better player right now for Parker. All right. They're, they're number two receivers. I mean, I'm, I'm, if you have both on your team, it comes down to thinking who you think is going to be better. I would think Smith is just going to be better. Okay. Fair enough. Good points. Julius Thomas, no. Um, starter sit Cam Newton this week, guys. Start. By default. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I don't even think it's by default. I think he's going to continue to run like he's been running and he'll find his way to at least throw one touchdown this week. Good matchup at home, running the ball a lot. I like it. He's got at least nine carries in each of his last four games. Yeah, he's he's got to throw one and run for one. Well, that's that's to make him great. I that's mean, to get him to 20 fantasy. Well, he Not had if he 19. runs for 80 yards like he did last week. Yeah. yeah, he had 19 last week with 137 passing yards and no touchdowns. He had 86 rushing. He's a running back now. 86 rushing yards I think yards I saw, and, and if I'm wrong on this, I pause it, but I think it was Scott Fish who tweeted this. Oh, I'm that. so mad. No, don't even say because I love Scott Fish, and I know he didn't do it on purpose, but I tried to make basically the same joke-slash-analysis earlier okay, this so year. You, you say it then. It was, uh, it was like the best Panthers running back is their quarterback, their best wide receiver is a running back, and their best tight end is a wide receiver. It's yes. punches. Yeah. It, yeah, and it was very but funny. And made, I, so you hate him because he made the joke better? Yeah, exactly. I love Scott Fish, and I did laugh. It was when Scott he wrote Fish, right? It was, it was, yeah. But I was like, oh, well, Scott Fish. I'm glad that he nailed it because he's got more reach than you. He does. He does. And he has a, a bowl that I don't have. Um, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, uh, must start guy even in standard? Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. Yeah, 15 carries last week. Keep it going, Christian yeah. McCaffrey. How do they go away from that? Because they're dumb. No, they shouldn't. And they, the Dolphins I have agree been bad they lately. Sometimes teams do dumb things. The fact that he had 15 carries, he averaged four yards per carry, he scored a rushing touchdown. And he was still able to make a decent impact as a pass catcher. He didn't have his best game as a pass catcher, but the fact that he was still able to do it should give the coaching staff confidence that he can yeah. handle that type of workload. And they McCaffrey, should have done this three or four weeks ago. McCaffrey should have caught a touchdown. He was open and Cam missed him. And finally, uh, Devin Funches. If I, we wait, I, hold on. If we were re- redrafting the rookie running backs right now, how do you think it would go? Is it a PPR league? Do you pick? Uh, let's do a PPR league. Sure. Because I think it makes it more Fournette's fun. Fournette's still going to be number one. Yeah, I agree. Easy. Two is interesting, though. Yeah, because I don't know if it's... I, I think two is McCaffrey. I, take I think two is I'll McCaffrey, too. What about Dynasty? I'll take Hunt. Uh, Dynasty, I still think two is McCaffrey. I would agree. Hmm. Interesting. And I, it's, it gets interesting in Dynasty at three. Do you go Cook you or go Hunt? Hunt? You go Hunt over Cook. And I go Hunt you, over Cook. Cause you just but do you go Cook over Mixon? Have we lost so much faith in Mixon already? Oh, yeah, Mixon. I like, haven't. Nope, Mixon's behind But Clark, you know what? Mixon, Kamara. whoever that next coaching staff is in Cincinnati, they're going to have some fun with him. Yes, and they need remember, an offensive look, line. They have a terrible offensive line. They changed exactly. that like the Vikings did. could really make a big difference. And this crappy coaching staff took forever to give Mixon. Well, what even makes us think that Marvin Lewis isn't going to be the coach there for the well, next I'm he's assuming not he's not. He, he might be there longer than Joe Mixon is. All right, guys. we got. i got to get going here. Um Ed Dixon is... Oh, I'm sorry. Are we ruining your day? Yeah, no, we've got to get going. Ed Dixon is 14th for Jamie and Heath and not ranked for Dave in standard. So, uh, I, okay, difference Six. of opinion there. Um, start Devin Funches. Charger, we got two games left. We basically previewed one of them because T.Y. Hilton's like the only interesting guy. Chargers at Jacksonville. Are there any... Char- start Melvin Gordon. We're okay with him? Yes, yeah. Okay. Are there any other Chargers you want to start this week? I, and Rivers is easy to get away from, but what about Keenan Allen? 
I think it's pretty easy to get away from Keenan Allen too. He's actually started to lose target share over the past few games. In a, in a big way. Yep. I and, just, and now it's a tough matchup for him. Have those Jacksonville, and I haven't, I can look at this and I should have looked at this before making this statement, but have the Jacksonville corners gone inside that much? I don't think they have, but they've got Aaron Colvin in the slot and he's been playing well. I, yeah, but that's not enough for me to just totally get away from Keenan Allen. PPR, I can understand it. Standard, yeah. his production's just been awful. It's I just bad. think they're going to be behind. Philip Rivers is going to have to throw a bunch of passes. But in even though he's been doing that, he hasn't been throwing in the ball. That's I mean, true. he's gone for the last four games from 12 targets to five. On a sliding scale, I think it's 12 9 7, 5. I don't think that trend continues. And I hope not. he did have his best game with five. Maybe that's the key. <laughs> we'll <laughs> throw it to him last. Every game he has more than five <laughs> targets, he stinks. What about Devin Funches versus Keenan Allen? Funches is easy. easy. Yeah, yeah Funches is easy on that one. I, I, I've i got him more in the Parker-Juju conversation. Yeah, I would take all those guys over. I, I would too. Mm, okay. I would, I just, as much as I don't like T.Y. Hilton, I start him over Keenan Allen. I've got Allen ahead of T.Y. Would you start I'm Hunter Henry or Vernon Davis? Sorry? Hunter Henry or Vernon Davis? I, I'd be nervous about Vernon Davis this week because he's not healthy and Reed may play. Um, if Reed is out, I will start Davis. If Reed is in, I will start Henry. Hunter Henry or Tyler Croft? Henry. Henry. Easy. I would, this is not necessarily a bad matchup for Henry. It's bad for like, for the, for the receivers, but not necessarily for Hunter Henry. Um, the only thing bad for Hunter Henry is Ken Wisman. Yeah, I mean. Or you could put he, that on Philip Rivers. He has, he has, uh, four of his last five games, seven or more fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. Oh, I mean, it, it's just a matter of, do they throw him the ball? The, it's the fifth game that you're bringing up. Yeah. <laughs> the fifth. Would you start Marquise Lee over Keenan Allen? Uh, no, but it's close. They're no, right in the same. It's so not a great, I know we were excited about picking up Marquise Lee. This is not the best matchup for him. Um, but he's actually, no, but I think it'll be about seven points. Yeah, you know, look, he's had 70 plus yard games three weeks in a row. He's done that against the Rams, the Colts, and the Bengals. The Rams and the Bengals are top seven against wide receivers. So yep. in PPR, he's kind of steady. Uh, Jacksonville DST top three and you're starting Leonard Fournette and we go to Pittsburgh at Indianapolis real quick guys uh, Ben Roethlisberger what do you expect you 20 22 or more fantasy points yes or no for Ben Roethlisberger no I'll say, I'll say no but right there 21 20 25 his, plus his last three wow. coming off of a buy uh, at least 20 fantasy points and two of those were on the road one was at Seattle, one was at Baltimore. I believe he has three touchdowns in each of his last three against Indianapolis. All right. Including, all right. And they've been over the last three years. One of them was a six-touchdown explosion was at home. Yeah. I, I think the one thing you got to keep in mind with, with the Steelers, and it's the only really concern for me, is how much will they run the ball and will he have to throw? Yeah, well, that's always the that's always the concern with him. I mean, yep. pass attempts last five games is one game. With more than 31 attempts, Roethlisberger, and that was the Jacksonville game when they were trailing, and he threw five picks. Um, and uh, yeah, and okay, I think we we more we talked about Smith Smith Schuster, we talked about T Y Hilton, Jack Doyle is a must start. He's top seven in standard, he's top six in PPR, and uh, the Pittsburgh DST is top five. And I think uh, any thoughts on um, on the Colts running backs? Any interest? They're both flexes. Yeah, I want no part of Gore. When they're trailing, he stinks. All right. And that's it for today's show. We're back tomorrow with the NFC home games and recapping Thursday Night Football. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.